Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another podcast episode, Charged Up Studio. My name is Sandra Dorsey. I am the founder and CEO of Sendor Capital Limited, and I have with me my lovely co-host. Hey, Sandra. I'm really glad you're back with me today. Uh, this is Dana Olivo with Marketatomy, and Sandra and I are the co-hosts for Charged Up Studio. We are here for small business owners to help them gain the knowledge and the skill base that they need to continue running their small businesses. Absolutely. This platform is to bring more of your awareness, to bring more awareness to to the topics that are pertinent to you, especially in this day. And the headlines are, have been hijacked by um, topics such as COVID and elections and you know socialism this segment we're going to be talking about being calm through all of that and 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 that's important to say because um some of the recent webcasts and and uh, meetings that i've been on virtual meetings that i've been on it's become obvious to me that that the general public they're tired of hearing about covid they're tired of hearing about social distancing they're even tired of the political uh regiment that's going on right now even though it's not concluded yet but in all honesty, as business owners, we have to keep moving forward. We can't just stick where we're at right now because nobody else is going to look out for us other than ourselves. So that's what we're here for. Uh, today's segment, we are going to be talking once again about how to protect the men- mental and physical health of our employees who are having to come on site. These are employees that are considered relevant service-based and maybe doctors nurses uh, those employees that need to be face-to-face with customers absolutely and so face-to-face so the last segment we talked about employees working from home that's a whole conversation in itself and if you listen to it please tell us you know send us your comments as to what you think you know, we could have talked about a little bit more deeply and what we could have added. And if we needed to flesh that out, you know, bring more um, into that conversation, let us know what other topics you want to talk, you want to have us highlight in future episodes. But for now, let's talk about being on site. So for me, I have been working remotely for quite some time and I like it. I'm glad the world is, you know, catching up to me in that respect. But there are still those who still have to have a nine to five job. There are especially what you call essential personnel. We have hospital workers, you have doctor's offices. My doctor's office, you know, is a small business. So when I go there, I see that the protocol has had to change. And of course, 
depending on the state that you live or the country that you live, hopefully they are, we have a global, um, I'm trusting that we have a global audience. You know, these, these spe specific rules will have to be, um, we, we have to look at this from a, a, a different paradigm because, you know, in Florida here, the governor is a bit more lenient than when, let's say, California, where they are discussing um, social, uh, more social distancing and their lockdown rules have been a bit more stricter. As a matter of fact, the government, Gavin Newsom, who preaches about um, social distancing and no gathering, was caught on camera attending a celebration. So maybe he's celebrating that he's fooled us all, but you know, celebration nevertheless. But that said, um, without making light of, of the situation, you know, it's, it's an, a topic as a business owner that is that should be on your mind, the mental health and the physical health of the on-site employees. There are people who look great, who have autoimmune conditions that may require more special handling. And hopefully those are the workers that you have working from home. And, but those who are in the office, um, you know, who are used to, let's say, gathering around the, the water cooler to chit chat or the elevator to chit chat, that's something that needs to be restructured, how people gather. So for peace, for some people, I know when I was in the corporate world, I sometimes look forward to coming to work because that's the time that you have with other humans to interact because sometimes your home situation is not necessarily the best. You don't necessarily to want to talk to your husband or your kids, but your, your, you know, the conversations you have, the superficial conversations that you have with your coworkers is so beneficial to your health because you can talk about the Kardashian, you can talk about the Royals, you can talk about anything that distracts you. But nowadays it's, not as easy to gather for those intimate conversations anymore because of social distancing. So how are you going to handle that to ensure that your employees have some kind of outlet while they are maintaining social distancing? Well, are you allowing them to use the phone to call each other while they're in the office? Are you allowing people to text each other because of social distancing? You don't want to scream across the room. How are you doing today? You want to be able to have some normalcy while you respect the state and federal. Well, there are no really real federal guidelines here. It's the state and city. Because here in Florida, the, the, there are two different counties in the central Florida. Each one actually has implemented different rules. So right. we have Orange County and we have Seminole County, which are you know, the most well-known. Orange is Orlando. And they have a more so, sort of... Um, you know, uh, liberal perspective, and there seems to be more fear, you know, they mandate more mask wearing. So Donna, based on what I've said, do you want to add to it? I don't want to, as usual, oh, yes. hijack. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Well, um, just so that you know, Sandra and I haven't talked to each other for a couple of weeks now. And I have uh, since the last time I had spoken to Sandra, I've gone out and done my first presentation live before a group of people. And I've also um, been on several webinar calls, you know, uh, information calls on this exact subject, one of which just happened yesterday. First of all, what I have learned with 
stepping outside of the social distancing aspect and getting in front of people again is we all have our different ways of dealing with it. When I was doing my presentation now, uh, it was before one of the chambers, and what they did was they had three different armbands. Depending on how comfortable we felt with the social distancing and COVID and, you know, protecting ourselves, we had the option of either an armband that said, um, okay, I am strict social distancing, I wear a mask, don't come within six feet of me, you know, that type deal. So by looking at that wristband, I knew what they expected, you know, same thing. They had another band where they didn't need the social distancing, but still wear a mask. And then finally, there was another one where I'm, I'm not concerned, okay? You can go ahead and talk to me without a mask, you know, that type deal. There was still no hugging, no close contact like that. So this was mandated by the chamber, no this hugging? This was the chamber. This was a Don't chamber. you have your own, I mean, you didn't have, they didn't leave room for you to make your own decisions? No, this was our decision. We chose which band we wanted. I'm, sa I'm saying, but even though you chose those three levels, there still wasn't room for hugging. There wasn't a band right, for- Right, right. We still did me. not do the close contact or anything okay. like that, okay? All right, I opt out. I want the hug. You know, I don't yeah, I know, but I, when I want the hug. Yeah, I, and, and I agree with you. I'm a hugger, but these are the things you have to be thinking about in your work environment, you know, as right. these employees come in. Now, as far as the chamber is concerned, um, they were giving us the option, but chances are they weren't going to have repercussions if one of us came down with COVID. In your employment, that may change, you know, and so those are things that you have to... you implementing your own policies your own processes as an employer is going to be uh important uh In, exactly yeah most employers right now are going the social distancing in the sense of the new way of working whereas you have temporary desks you don't have a permanent desk anymore a lot of them are going to where it's a shared environment you know and after you leave, that environment is wiped down for the next person to come in that may be rotating out. And that's where a lot of companies are going and it seems to be working out that way. And then the rest of the time they may work out, they may work at home. But that kind of gives them that opportunity to engage with their tribe, per se, at the office that they're so used to, but still they, they, they're working from the house or their home most often. One of the things that also happened was yesterday, I was on an hour and a half call. It was a state of the city, meaning Orlando, which is Orange Seminole. It was a state of the city um, webcast. And what we discussed was not only COVID and where we see COVID going, but it, we talked about the economy and small business. And, you know, I have a lot of information there, but right now we're focusing only on the social distancing and protecting our employees. And what I learned there is nothing new that we hadn't thought about. Uh, chances are that COVID, we, we are never gonna go pre-COVID anymore, okay? We're gonna remain some sense of social distancing or something to that effect once, even once we start the immunizations. 
which evidently they're expecting those immunizations to begin within the next month. I know I am, uh, I suffer from immune de deficiency. I'm, I'm lupus. I've been diagnosed with lupus and I'm going in for surgery. I have to go in and get a COVID test. That's not something I want to do, but if I want this surgery, I have to do it. Uh, one of the questions I did ask is, is the immunization going to be mandatory? And there was a specialist on there with the CDC and he was talking about, you know, right now they're not talking mandatory, but that may be something that's going to change down the road. All right. Let's, this is the time where, you know, audience, you know me, I'm the rebel. I'm the one outside the line. You know, I'm the one screaming the loudest saying, this is... <laughs> what you can't hear is keep you it can clean, imagine. Keep it clean. I, wish, I, I look forward to the days that you could see my face having my expressions because as Donna is speaking, I'm shaking my head saying, this is nonsense. This is nonsense. So, but that's just for me. But, you know, we do want to caution you. One of the things that's going to come from this is people like me are who are who have different neural pathways because it's about your neural pathways and how your mind right. is programmed and how you perceive a situation. I've gone through so many crises in my life that at some point you get to the point where I'm not bothered by any of this. You know, I'm not bothered by any of this. It's 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 as though I'm not numb to it. But I, again, I don't let, I don't sweat the small stuff. But there are people who have personalities in my family, some of them, I won't name names, who always perceive everything as a catastrophe. Right. And that's the time, that's, so we're going to tie this into the mental health. And we were talking about the physical distancing, the physical health. So the mental health, right. just like on the playground, when kids used to bully each other, there will be bullying of people who don't believe the COVID thing, who are going to say, you know, that people uh, who do believe and wear masks and follow the rules, you are sheeps and you, you're drinking the Kool-Aid right. and, you know, um, this is nonsense. This is new world order trying to um, hijack our freedom, our liberties. The, there are those. And I have to t say that I kind of lean to, yes. but go ahead. But I won't go it's into that. About, you know. so I'm just trying to help the um you know, as a, uh, you will be mediating those kind of situations, right? Because there will be that person you'll never have to ask to put the mask on, right? But there will be that person also that you will always have to ask to put the mask on, depending on where you are, right? So those are the two things. Oh, so so they're like two teams now. They're right. the mask wearers, and they're the non-mask wearers, and so that comes with a lot of how can I say uh, opinions, right? right? People who are wearing the mask are more so concerned about not so much the law, but as, as far as health is concerned. Health. We all have different perspectives on health. Me, I went for years without going to a doctor. I, you know, I had grown up going to the doctor every year, taking my shot, flu shot, until I was like, you know what, this, this doesn't work for me anymore. So I went outside that line. I'm go nowadays I'm going back to doctors, but there was a time where, you know, I prayed for everything. I just prayed and I said, God, you know, release me from this. But there are people who believe that, you know, medicine is the, alt the only alternative. So that said, so providing, you, you know, we, we want to make sure that you, to caution you that by providing masks, sanitizers, personal pr protective equipment, and um, you are protecting yourself. You are doing it right. right. And you are securing 
safety in your workplace. It's no different than if you had a restaurant and you had to make sure that everything was clean. And that's, a, you know, that's what we need to get down to is when we're talking about your employees in your workspace, you've got to be protecting yourself, but you've also got to be doing whatever you can to make sure that your employees are protected. You don't want that, that responsibility on you should something happen. Uh, but as, as Sandra said, you know, you're going to have, um, you know, different viewpoints on this. Uh, you know, the mask wearing. But if you make it a policy that when you come into the office, you're wearing a mask, that's your prerogative as the employer. Absolutely. And so what we're talking about here in this segment is let's talk about, okay, what are some of the things that we can, as employers, can put in place to help protect our employees as well as um, our companies? Such as I tell you, everywhere I go now, my nails, my hair, everything that I do, not only am I wearing a mask, but they're taking my temperature every time really? I go. Really? Yeah. Even your hair? My hair, everything. You know, they'll take, the first thing they do is they take your temperature. A That's lot of them. A good looking woman with her, getting her hair done and her <laughs> nails. You should see me. It's a good thing. I'm not, those are the times that I'm grateful I'm not on camera. Nails never done. Hair's never done. Well, anyway. I just I just got my nails done yesterday. You know, my hair gets done the day after Thanksgiving. So, you know, it's a it's a once a month thing. I tell my husband it's part of the uniform. Okay. I see. So you got to get I, used to it. <laughs> I, I I love it. I love it. I used to do it once upon a time when I used to have to go to an office. But yeah, so you know, you're talking about employee safety, but also you have to take individual. Um, I think it's important to that you value each individual perspective as well. You know, if it's your small business, I know small business varies from what, you know, um, what's the number, what's the cap, you know, for small business. I think medium-sized business is like up to 500. So small is... Small, what is, small according to SBA, is up to 500 employees. It's okay. So yeah. I put that... A, a, micro business, a micro business might be up to 10, 15 employees. So it's important that the, in the hierarchy that you have, if you have the managers in touch with a group of, of make sure that the managers are in alignment with your perspective in, how, in enforcing these, re, these regulations and be prepared to have that conversation with someone who's right. not following the rules. The conversation is you wear the mask or you gotta go, you yeah. know, and it's a hard conversation, exactly. but not the time for us to play favorites. You know, yeah. this is the favorite employee who has high numbers, but he's always been outside the line. Somebody like me for say, who um but it, these are your rules right. and in mind that your leadership here is in question every time you back down so you right. are standing taking a stand for what you believe in what by following the rules of wherever you are city state whatever it is so you know donna was talking about the screening so are you going to have screenings for each employees before they enter are you going to encourage to leave uh for your employees to leave um, in meeting rooms or and leave to leave, to leave office if they're not feeling well, or or even uh, you know some of the research that I've done you know leaving doors open, leaving doors open so it reduces the amount of touches that have to be ha had on that door on the door handle or or you know even um, your meetings you don't necessarily have to meet face to face. Unless, like with my husband, who's got a top secret clearance, okay, he, on these meetings that have to be completely covert, 
he has to go into the office. They can't do it online or whatever. But that right now, those covert meetings, I would say maybe happen once or twice a month. The rest of the time, he can he can work from the home. You right. Know, as that's concerned. Um, and they they meet online. They meet online every single morning and every day during lunch. So, Absolutely. Right. So this is, you know, this is a time I feel for people to be to have more empathy because like i said it's a change of perspective it's a change of protocol and so the empathy is going to come from you as a leader to recognize that not everybody's gonna need the same level of attention right. you know there are people who just you know they, they get it right off the bat they're like okay yeah this, this is what needs to be done let's do this there are people like who are like gonna push you and question every step of the way because it's all coming from fear anytime you're pushed as a leader it's a fear of in in people are comfortable in, in their in um they're comfort comfortable in their discomfort so they don't welcome change right and so this is the time where you're going to have to say you know i'm hey i'm like you i don't i don't agree with everything that's going on but we need to follow the rules until we know more because this this is clearly an ambiguous time nothing is clear every day you're you know of you hear um a different medication being being used and approved and the change i mean wear a mask don't wear a mask you know it's okay to go to a baseball game i'm talking about fauci but without a mask and it's okay to go to dinner, Mr. Newsom in California. So you see the people. And so I suggest that you do your research too. Even us, we don't know everything. We have to do research to be before the show. So do your own research or have somebody on your team do own research. Somebody on your HR, have a dedicated COVID expert, you know, a go-to person. You know, the president of the United States has a COVID team. So why not have a COVID team in place? So, you know, and, and yeah, and then the other thing is, um, should some kind of an outbreak happen, you know, should, should anyone, there should be one team that is responsible for letting everybody know that's come in contact with that one person. Okay, let them know so they can at least get the testing and being quarantined or whatever, you know, make sure that they haven't gotten it, you know, um, all of that, you know be flexible as an employer, be flexible because chances are, even if you don't come in contact with somebody, maybe one of your children will in school. And then all of a sudden they're quarantined. And as an employer, just be flexible because you may have to let that person, you know, have some time. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing is, I'm, I was thinking about, as you were saying this, because, you know, in order to have this open door flexibility, flexibility and communication, policy, you have to reassure your employees that everything that is said is going to be kept confidential. Right. Because no one wants to be targeted as the one that had the COVID, right? And the other thing is, if someone or loved ones of a fan of an employee is dealing with it, you need to know that the client, or you need to ask, because the norm in workplace is, you know, you buy a basket, if someone has passed or someone's dealing with something, you have like a potluck, or I don't know, it's, it's been a while for me. But to make sure that this person is okay with revealing their personal information, that their family member is dealing with COVID or they themselves are dealing with COVID. So, you know, and not everybody when they're dealing with a crisis, myself included, likes to be handled with kid gloves. I'm just like, leave me alone. 
Right. I'm going to take care of myself. I'll let you know when I'm available. Right. You know? right. So this, um, you know, there's no need to, you know, um, some people may say I need support and that's the time to say, all right, I'm here, but yeah. not everybody's going to react the same way. So it's, it's, it's important to have boundaries. Um, it's, you know, not just physical boundaries, but emotional boundaries as well. So, you know, those are all the ideas that we can bring you and, and dealing with an on-site. So we're t- today we're talking about on-site employee management. Right. We talked about, you know, the, if you haven't listened to our episode from last week about remote employees, it's a very different dynamic than if you have a group of people who are on-site. And there are people who were hypochondriac before that were wiping down everything, right? Yeah. Make sure you have a abundant supply of sanitizers and, um, and wipes for those and for everyone to make it a practice. You may have to, you know, have backup plans. For instance, right. if your management, you know, has, is um, all spontaneously uh, affected by this. Right. So do you have a backup plan, like someone to take over? You may have to do simultaneous training to, for people at this time in case somebody cannot fulfill their tasks. Do their job, you know. We've got about five more minutes left in this segment and uh, actually four minutes. And uh, I want to close out with a, um, it's a question, but I want a dialogue between Sandra and I and, and you out there. Bringing it back to the immunization, the shots, the COVID shots that they're talking about introducing in the next couple of, uh, couple of months. The question that I had asked the team yesterday is, what are the chances of these shots becoming mandatory to be able to travel, to be able to go to school, to be able to go into work? What are your thoughts um, as far as that's concerned? Do we as employers have a, um, a right or even an obligation to require our employees to uh, get this so-called COVID shot? Or do we, um, I don't know. I'm kind of confused about this. Well, there is definitely a lot of confusion, ambiguity, as I said, you know, clarity is what is needed. But there, you know, the thing is, you probably heard about the fake news the last episode. Yes. But that, you again, this is the part where, this is the place where I actually encourage you to be discerning of the, all the information that is coming to you. Because we have, uh, the elections have not been yet certified, so we don't know who's going to be swearing on the Bible on January 20th. Have you, met, have you noticed that I have not spoken about politics? Yes. <laughs> so, but that is definitely a factor into this conversation because depending on who comes into office, we will have different mandates. But one thing that I can say about vaccinations or immunization um, if you are mandated, because depending on the political party, that happened before under Obamacare, you were mandated to pay for all employees' health care. So if you are feeling that you're paying for their health care, I guess you would have the right to ask to pay, you know, for them to take the, the vaccine if that's something. Because at some point, the government is telling you, you are responsible fully for this person. Right. So you get to make the decision as to who gets the vaccine or not. But so that's, that's my thought on that. But the question is, do I agree with it? Well, 
I don't agree with mandatory health employers paying for their health care. If you remember, we, we, we went way back when we talked about, when right. we launched the show, the season, we talked about the, um, the minimum wage hike. So I was saying that if you're going to raise the minimum wage uh, and you're going to mandate that these employ employers pay also for the health care, who's going to pay the employee employer? Because clearly there's going to be a deficit in their revenue and their um, operational, um, you know, uh, their operational capital. So that is that, you know, you have to factor a lot of those components into your decision-making process. If you want to play big brother and mandate your employees because you're playing for their health care insurance, make sure that you have great insurance. To, should something go wrong, liability insurance, because if something goes wrong with that vaccine, they will come after you. And that makes common sense because you ask them to take- Or you may lose your job if it's mandatory for your job, you know. Um, uh, you know, the, the gentleman that, uh, the doctor that I was speaking with yesterday, he was talking about, well, you know, he can't see it going mandatory immediately, but you will probably have to show proof that you have at least gotten tested and it came back negative. You know, that's things. Yeah, I'm moving back to Haiti. Yeah. But, but the, the, you know, the fact of the matter is, is we've got this that's been going through for the last nine months and we're trying to work towards the end of this so that we can start getting our lives back. And Absolutely. is this immunization gonna really do that? These hot topics we bring to you because we, we, you matter to us. We, you know, this is just our contribution and we would like you to contribute as well. We invite those small business owners who are listening to reach out to us and to um, you know, help make this show great. Uh, isn't that great? That's our slogan. Yes. Yes. Make this podcast great. Well. It has always been great. We'll never stop being great. So there's no again to add to the timeline. Right, right. It stays great to keep this, keep this podcast great. Great. <laughs> Charged up so, every Tuesday. Indeed. So, so in summary, do you want to give some final thoughts, Donna? Um, it, you know, uh, that last question that I had spoken about, I would love to hear from, from some of our listeners. What, what are your thoughts? What would you like us to explore and, and research a little bit more to kind of bring a little bit more information to you. You can uh, reach out to us at info at chargedupstudio.live. This is Dana Olivo with Marketatomy. And, and my name is Sandra Dorsey with Sendor Capital Limited. And you can always reach us at info at chargedupstudio.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and contribute to our platform on Patreon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.